What's up, guys? Today's episode is sponsored by Team Micro, the world's leading web design specialist for SMP artists. Is your website lacking? Do you feel it needs, well, something more? Do you even have a website? In the market since the very beginning, Team Micro is the godfather of SMP. No one understands your business quite like they do. With a team of 14 website designers, marketers, content writers, search engine optimization specialists, and support staff, Team Micro has everything that you need. Go to teammicro.com forward slash marketing and mention the Scalp Solutions podcast to get a free needle pack worth $200 when you sign up. Are you ready to take your SP career to the next level? Are you ready to network with some of the industry's top artists and brands? Then you're going to want to be at the next SP Expo going down April 28th through the 30th of 2022. Oh, wait, did I mention it was going to be in paradise? That's right, folks. This SP Expo will be taking place in Tulum, Mexico at the Karee Tulum Retreat and Spa Resort. This is an all inclusive event. You'll get access to all speakers and vendors at the meet and greet, QAs, award ceremony, followed by an all white party on the beach with live DJ. Certificate of attendance, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and drinks, free bicycles to ride the mine ruins, and a three-day luxury resort stay. And guess who will be hosting? That's right, me. Now let's make this an amazing event that will undoubtedly create value for you and your business. So log on to www.thesmpexpo.com for more information and to purchase your tickets. I'll see you guys there. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Scalp Solutions Podcast. I am your host, David Santiago, and today I got with me my guy, Billy DeCola. What's up, brother? What's up, brother? How you doing? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. I'm doing great, man. Thank you for taking out some time to come on the podcast yeah. and chop it up with us, brother. For sure. So check this out, Billy. Let the people know, our listeners, our viewers, because we are on every single major podcast platform that exists i made sure I that, that. you're and, getting out there now That's and awesome. on youtube and on youtube so you guys yeah. gotta hear us on itunes or if you want to go on youtube and get the actual video footage of these two handsome men that are talking right now by oh, all man, means i'm getting a little gray in there i don't know hey man listen them <laughs> silver fox you guys you guys you guys get a lot you guys oh, get like a lot that? of attention you guys get a lot of attention so check this silver out fox. billy let everyone know um where you're from and the clinic that you uh, represent or the studio that you represent okay so i was born in florida i didn't know if you even knew that i was born oh, in uh, st pete florida right next to tampa right. i grew up there uh moved to miami for a while lived down there that's where i learned how to tattoo at the miami ink studio um i lived in japan for a while but now i'm living in vancouver so i have a studio in vancouver um i kind of have like a little hybrid thing going on where i have like a laser clinic and i have the smp 
And I also tattoo and I do some training. Like I do a lot of different things, but it's all out of the same studio. So it's called Studio Kiku. And Kiku is a, uh, I don't know if you know, you live in Japan. Japanese, right? Yeah, man. So uh, uh, Kiku is a chrysanthemum. So it's a Japanese flower. And people ask me, oh, why'd you pick that? And to be honest with you, like trying to figure out a name, like if you ever had kids and you're trying to figure out a name for your kid, you're like, damn, I don't know what to call my kid. And you want something something unique. Yeah, but it's it's like really hard to decide. So I just picked it. I was just like, all right, Kiku, I like that. So I went with it. And uh, yeah, so that's what's going on right now. So so we talked behind the scenes about us and our experience in uh in japan because we at you know we lived at at some point but clearly it influenced you so much that you brought it over to uh to business yeah so um i really learned i really learned about japanese tattooing when i was living in japan so um we, i had some mutual friends like the guys who taught me how to tattoo in the miami ink studio they um they have lots of connections over in japan so when i was living over there I lived there for like eight years. I came back and forth a couple of times, but for the most part, like eight years. And I, uh, I hooked up with this family over there called the Horitoshi family. And, uh, you know, if you know, if you know Japanese tattoo and this guy's like, Oh geez, like he's, he's the boss of all bosses. He's the man. So there's like Horiyoshi and then there's Horitoshi. Horitoshi is more kind of underground. Horiyoshi is kind of out there, you know, like everybody knows who he is. Well, Horitoshi is like the OG in my opinion. Got you. So um, I got tattooed uh, this this sleeve here. It's all hand poked. I have some videos somewhere online, but all this is hand poked. And, uh, you know, going, I had to spend a lot of time in the tattoo studio over there because you do like a little section like this. It's like three hours. It takes some time. And this is the, when you say hand poked, that's the one with the rod, right? Yeah. It's kind of like, he does it like a cue. It's like a cue, like when you're shooting pool, kind of. Like you you put the thing up here and you're going like this. It's like that type of thing. Some people think it's like tapping. It's not tapping. That's, I think, Hawaiian and Polynesian style. But this one's more like a shooting pool type of thing. Got you. And now, so obviously you were tattooing, traditional tattoos, before you got into S&P. How many years were you... Uh, doing traditional tattoos or do you still cool. do both are you doing smp and traditional i'm trying to get a lot back into doing traditional tattooing because i miss it i just miss the vibe it's a different vibe but i've been tattooing altogether i think 13 years now awesome yeah and, like, and how long have you been years. doing smp maybe six i would say somewhere around there six, six years maybe seven i don't know what, you know, what was your introduction to uh, to SMP? Was it just like you saw a video one day or were you at a convention doing tattoo and you he's like, yeah, the hell are this these is guys funny. doing? So I had a tattoo studio here and um, I started seeing all this microblading just blowing up. I'm like, man, I need to hire a girl to do some microblading here. I need to make some money. So I had an interview with this girl and she came in and, and we talked about it, whatever. She ended up not working for the studio, but she's like, you know, you should do scalp micropigmentation. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> so I go online and I find, um, I don't know if I can say the name of the yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, whatever. There's a uh, what was the name? Scalpa? Scalpa? Um, okay, Bryce, Bryce Cleveland. Bryce, Bryce Cleveland. So I see this dude tattooing and I'm like, just, I mean, uh, we talked about this briefly too, like looking at somebody's mechanics, but you know, I learned how to tattoo. I believe I have the proper mechanics tattooing. And uh, when I see somebody tattooing and you just kind of, you know, 
I can figure out within two seconds whether they know what they're doing or not just by how they're holding it or like little mechanics, stuff like that. And I saw this dude like working on this guy's head and I was like, oh my God, man, like, is this for real? Like, I was like, that dude should not be tattooing people's heads. I'm sorry, Bryce, if you're watching this, (laughs) but I gotta, I gotta say it, man. So anyways, I was like, you know, it's weird. I actually did that exact same thing on my brother. He had a scar on the back of his head and I did that to cover up the scar. And I didn't even know that I was doing it, but I did it years before I even saw that video. So I'm like, I could do that for sure. So I just started doing it and like, I didn't train or nobody taught me how, and I did learn kind of the hard way, I guess. Like I made some mistakes for sure. Got you. So do you feel that you're, I mean, it's obvious that it's been beneficial to you, but do you feel having that tattooers background helped you make that transition to, to sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, there are things that you learn when you're tattooing that, um, you're not going to learn in a three day class or a 20 day class or whatever you're doing. Can you list some of those, if you don't mind, like what are some of the things that, you know, you're not going to get at a traditional fundamentals, SMP class. Uh, well, mechanics, you know, like simple things like posture, um, stretching the skin, um, using, I see a lot of people kind of like floating their hand where they're not having like a stable like a pivot. Uh, yeah. They're, you're not having like a contact point here and you're just kind of like floating it. Like, like little things like that. Um, learning about depth, like it takes you I'm sorry, but it takes you years to learn how to do the proper depth. You don't know until you see it come back if you fucked it up or not. Like you could take a nice picture for Instagram. It's going to look awesome. When that comes back, that's when you know. And when you see it like a year later, that's when you know if you did a good job or not. It's not, oh, that looks awesome for Instagram. Anybody can make it look awesome for Instagram. You hit a couple filters. There's lots of dudes doing that too. But, um, you know, mechanics that that's let's go back to like what what helps me out in smp that i learned from tattooing so like basic mechanics um definitely like cleanliness and and, you know sanitation and all that stuff like i I feel like that's kind of overlooked a little bit in in this industry um client relations like how to deal with people you know there's lots of things like i think everything that i learned in tattooing translates over to SMP. There's not a single thing that doesn't. So I feel like, you know, a lot of SMP people, they talk about, um, oh, he's a tattooer. Oh, he don't need it. It's like, what? Yeah. Like, so it's kind of, there. there is a misconception where it's like, all right, you come yeah. from a tattoo background. So it's almost like he's going to bring with him the, the bad, uh, how can I say, the habits that he has as a tattooer. But essentially... Like those those habits that you've already established as a tattoo artist are kind of like these are beneficial habits that you want to bring over. No, correct me if it's I'm a wrong. foundation. I believe it's a strong foundation. You know, you know, how can you think that knowing like having experience working with skin, working with needles, working with pigment, uh, working with clients? How do you think? I just don't get how people think that that's not going to translate over into SMP and help you. You know, I I know that there are good and bad tattooers. That's, you know, just because you're a tattooer, that doesn't mean you're good. And that doesn't mean you're going to be good at SMP. 
Um, but if you have that foundation, I think you have an advantage over somebody who was doing tile last week and decided to go and do SMP this week, you know, you know, the only thing that I could think of is like, maybe you develop some bad habits over the year that you're not going to forget when you're learning how to be, you know, delicate or maybe not go as deep or whatever, but I mean, if, if you have a brain, you can easily adapt to a different piece of skin on the body. Got you. And, you know, I have yeah. a question, not only like I legit, this is not just a, I put this question here just because you legit. have a, like I also I genuinely want to know, is there, in fact, a difference in depth that you reach in scalp micropigmentation and traditional tattooing? And I ask that. Because even me, to this day, when they ask, yeah. what's the difference between what you're doing and a traditional tattoo? Aside from the obvious, what I like to say, because this mm -hmm. is something that I have been told by several artists, yeah. is that as a SMP artist, we stick to hitting that second layer, right? Yeah. The dermal layer or the sweet spot, right? In between yeah, the epidermis yeah. and the dermal layer, but yeah. and which is considered the second layer of the skin but mm -hmm. then we say a traditional tattoo goes into the yeah. seventh layer of the skin but it confuses me because there's the epidermal the dermal and the what is it the subcalcaneous something that you don't want to be in yeah like, you don't want to right you don't <laughs> i don't go there so you, i don't know <laughs> you're, you're hitting the, i think you're hitting the i think you're hitting the skull at that point that's so, a blowout time yeah, yeah. so is is that true that we work in different depths of the skin as SMP artists and traditional tattoo artists? That's a very good question. And I don't think there's a definite answer for it because when you say traditional tattoo, what do you mean? Do you mean some very delicate script? Do you mean some Sailor Jerry anchor on somebody's uh, calf? Or are you talking about like uh, Japanese tattoo like this? Like, within tattooing there are different um there's different outcomes you want to get when you're putting the needle in the skin got it so somebody taught me tim Hendricks taught me way back in the day like when you're doing a line and you're going through somebody's skin you're putting it to the point where it's like kind of like a controlled blowout you know you're putting it in deep enough where it's going to stay and um you want it to kind of get in there a little bit and spread but you're not trying to jam it too deep and you're definitely trying not trying to go too shallow either because that's just gonna that's why they call people scratchers because they're scratching the surface of the skin so within tattooing depending on the image you're trying to create there are different depths that you're trying to go to got you got you even in the even in one design like if i'm if i'm on a rose if i'm doing a rose and i'm, I'm trying to go black in one spot and i'm trying to like they call whip shading where it's like whipping it like that like as you whip it you're going from one depth to a lighter depth like more shallow that's what a whip is and that's what's so, essentially creating that fading effect but you're you're changing the depth so if this is the skin and you're coming like this the depth is changing as you're flicking it up so you are starting deep but you're coming shallow so you have to you have to be able to gauge the depth in tattooing and you know there's you the starting point and the ending point even in that little design there are different depths like I could take black pigment and I can make it look black or I can make it look lighter or lighter or lighter by just changing the depth. Correct. 
Got you. All right. So, I, I so understand. I don't know if that answered the question. No, no, it did. In theory, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense because you can't necessarily say, I guess in our industry, when we say a traditional tattoo just means like a design, but within Very the unique. actual, yes. So, but within the actual tattoo uh, industry, you, you can't mm-hmm. necessarily just, because it's too broad, because there's two different Depending on the tattoo, yeah. depends on the layer you want to work. I got it. So that, well, that's essentially somebody, what I meant. Look at somebody who's doing stippling, you know, like those stippled men, mandalas or whatever, you know, like they're not going, they're not trying to blow it out. They're trying to just touch it so that the dot holds its holds its shape and they don't want it to blow out. You're looking for that special depth. So like you compare that guy to somebody who's doing like, you know, using a 14 round sailor Jerry, uh, big, hey, you know, think. something like, you know, a skull, you know, like you're jamming it in there. They're like, they look like, you know, they're, they're going to widen to a shoelace within like three years, you know? So <laughs> obviously that's the wrong depth for scalp, yeah, but yeah. you know, to each his own, even though some people accomplish it, we, we do Google has been coming up with some pretty unique shit lately. Yeah, man. And, and you know what? It's art to be honest. Like, uh, you know, Everybody, I think, knows now that this is not a medical procedure. This is art. Um, I could say, you know, that work sucks and this work is awesome, but that's my opinion because this is art. Somebody else might think that that work is great and this one isn't. So, you know, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to to um, do things. I think it's a matter of taste. You know, well, I could take that back. Maybe there's a right or wrong I'm way. Very, I'm very, I'm, I'm very. I'm like, I'm saying I'm super like, wow, at your answer to that. Cause I, I, for some reason, the Billy, the Billy Dakota that I know would (laughs) have went about that. Uh, not as politically correct. I'm not trying to be super nice, but like, let me give you an example. Like, um, you know, Taylor Perry. Yeah. A lot of people like, like that dude's awesome. In my opinion, I love that guy because you know what? He does what he does. He's confident with what he does, yeah. and that's the style that he's doing. Yeah, super nice guy find, too. Yeah, he's he's super cool. And, and you find like some people be like, "That guy's doing it shitty. He, he's you know that he fucked that up." It's like, no man, he did what that person wanted, and he did it well. You know, yeah. so like, there's no, you know, there's no right or wrong. I it's, found it's myself, uh, I found myself in a conversation like that too with someone who was like, "Hey, man." You should talk to your boy and i was like what are you talking like what are you talking about <laughs> like what do you mean talk to my boy and and they brought him up right and then the way i looked at it i was like brother at the end of the day this is art these yeah. guys are going to him because they like his style yes they're not going to him and saying hey man i heard about this how is it that like he's at a point and i'm not fucking here blowing you know, because this is, you know, he's a friend of mine, but yeah. we, we're also barbers. So we understand that there's 10 different ways you could go about doing a fade. Yep. Somebody's going to come to you because they go, no, no, I like how you do that fade. And that other barber could be like, yo, but he didn't even blend that shit in right. Yeah. But that's, yeah. so, and I, and I look at that like with S&P when I get some people that are like, oh, you know, he was like, oh, your boy, you know, look at this and this looks too dark and i'm like but that's all his work these guys are coming yeah 
because that's what they see. Like, that's what they want. I understand where people can come and just be like, oh, I don't think, you know, because we have these, like, cookie cutter. But at the end of the day, yeah. it's art. It's subjective. And you exactly. can do whatever the hell, uh, you know, you want. If the client, if that's what they want. This, this guys that come to me sometimes and they'll show me a picture of this botched-ass work that we would be like, hell no, don't do it. And they're like, this yeah. is what I want. And I'm like, sir, you don't understand. Like, yeah, this is yeah. not this is not what you want. Like, this is not how it's yeah. done. But then again, it's kind of yeah. like, who knows best? Who's got the You money? know what I tell people when they come in? I, I tell them, you know what I could do? I could just bust out the shader and I'll black your fucking head out. Like, I don't care if that's what you want. You want a big dragon on your head? I'll do that too. Like, whatever you want, sir, you're the boss. You, you know, know? I, I, I didn't have this mindset. Uh, I didn't have this mentality. I'm going to say it's maybe been about eight months. So here's what I did, right? I'm going to be 100% transparent. <laughs> so, you know, I like taking pictures sometimes and I do my little memes and shit like that, mm -hmm. right? I did one. The dude, it, it, he recognized the client. He knew it was his. Uh, <laughs> he didn't call me. He had his wife call me. What we got it's, there? Oh, CBD gummies. CBD. Sorry, man. That's CBD juice. There might be some THC in there, too. I don't know. <laughs> You no, might, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're gonna, you, are you going to go off onto another stratosphere on me in a, in I'm a few there all minutes? The time, so. be, right. I'm off so, now because I ain't on. <laughs> so the, the the wife called me and she was really upset. Like, oh, why would you use this picture? Who are you? You know, you do good work, but nobody's telling you how to do your business, et cetera, et cetera. So then I thought, I was like, you know what? Let me talk to your husband. You know, I'll apologize to him. I'll take it down. And he told me, like, yo, bro, I wasn't taught to do this. But guess what? My clients are coming here and this is what they're asking me for. So what am I going to do? Am I going to lose out on that money and tell him, no, let somebody else do it? Because at the end of the day, we are a business. And even though we want to help people, but, you know, we want to make money. And I was kind of like, holy shit. You know what? He's he's right. Well, back to I did learn this in tattooing, though. There's sometimes when you do have to say no. Oh yes. If okay. you think, yeah. and this is my my rule of thumb, if I think it's gonna look good, I'll do it. If I think personally that it's gonna look like shit, I ain't doing it. And that goes for tattooing. That yeah. goes for SMP too. Like I was exaggerating a little bit when I said I'd black somebody's head right, out. I right, probably no. would. Like if you came to me, <laughs> for I'd the probably right do price, it for right? Fun. For the right but, price. Uh, <laughs> I always want to get like a 17 mag and just like shade some, like whip shade it out to the front. <laughs> do a, be awesome. do a mohawk. Solid yeah, mode. high top fade. Can you do a high top fade? Yeah, man. Yeah, of course. Um, but sometimes, like when people come in and they're like, "Oh, I want this design," and and you know, I want to put it on my neck, and and I'm just like, that ain't gonna look good, and that's gonna make me look bad by putting that kind of work out there. So you have to, I think, first what you have to do is set your parameters. Like this is what I'm willing to do. To um, you know, this is the kind of work that I want out there. And you have to stick to your guns kind of like you can't let somebody come in and tell you like, oh, I want this. And, you know, it's not going to look good. Don't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and you know what? Let me go. Let me say this now before because it's going to get taken out of context. I am okay. not advocating for someone just botch someone's head. All right. I'm just saying that to a certain perspective, to a certain level, I can understand if the client is very adamant about, no, this is what I want. Whether you give it to me, I'm going to give the $3,500 to someone else. Yeah. I want my shit. I want to look like the avatar airbender, like put, put something like that 
all my head. I'm not saying for industry yeah. purposes that we should, you know, we should do that because, you know, at the end of the day, we are trying to accomplish the most natural, uh, you know, results to, you know, a buzz cut. Is it? I mean, when I see like this, like to me, that looks far from natural. It's almost like a fashion statement. Now. Like, well, that, you, yeah, I especially here in New natural. York, especially. But here, that's that's what they want. Because, yeah. But even you look when you go to a barbershop, these yeah. guys, you know, a lot of these guys, when they just get in regular haircuts and some of them, they still do an enhancement and they'll spray. Yeah. You know what? Spray down the front because they want that yeah. hair to stick thick so that when, yeah, you, yeah. when you put the edges on them, they want that thing clean and crisp. So the S and P here, yeah. You know these guys, they it's different. They it's yeah, different. it's different yeah. everywhere. But yeah. the UK's got like the dusty, you know, yeah. the dusty hairlines. You know, out in Cali, Cali's got like a mix of like the sharp hairlines yeah. and them dusty hairlines. I I think it just depends on. Yeah, and I got a style where, I like to do. I like to try to make it look nice and natural, but you know. I don't, actually, I don't think I ever. Oh, I've done a couple edge ups, but I, I didn't really like. It's I not look your thing. Like, ah, I don't really like that, man. That looks like shit. But whatever, <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> to each their own, right? <laughs> it's a, you pay for it, you got it. Congratulations. Yeah. So you know, I don't. I don't like to look at the pig. Like I won't sit there and look. I do tattoos sometimes too, where I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, like that wasn't my best work, or like that's not something I want to post or whatever. Got you. But you know, yeah, to, like, I've done some. I've done some, I've done now, some S and P clients that i was like i'm not posting this shit yeah yeah that they were like just go a little darker with the density the density feels i was like oh man i'm not i'm not getting crucified for this one been there done that you yeah. guys listening and watching don't be judging because you know you've done that shit too yeah <laughs> um, so check this out let's talk about some tools what are the tools that you're using um right now for your for your smp procedures so right now i'm using the bishop wand I think, um, and I actually, I use that for tattooing too. Um, I use the Packer. Um, there's a Bishop SMP machine that they came out with. Um, they just came out with a new one and that thing hits pretty hard. I like that one. Um, the older SMP wand that uh, Bishop came out with, it, it kind of hits really lightly. And I don't like to, uh, I don't like to tattoo that way. I like to really crank the machine up. Um, so I use the Packer, the Packer wand that Bishop makes. Okay. And I use the Bishop needles. Got you. And now you're yeah. also you're sponsored. Uh, you're yep. a sponsored artist by Bishop too. How did that? Yep. How did that come about? How did that sponsorship come about? They saw your work. Did you meet the right people? Yeah, you know, I've been I've been using Bishop um, long before the sponsorship started. I was using Bishop back uh, when I first started tattooing. Um, they came out with the V six. Um, whenever they came out with the V six, is when I started. I grabbed it right away. Chris Garber told me to grab that. He's like, you know what? I know you've been using coils for shading and everything, but you got to have a machine that's consistent. Like the most consistent machine that you can find. He's like, get a good rotary and stick with it. So I got the Bishop V6, which it's not a, it's not a traditional rotary. It has like a rotary machine inside, but then um, it has a little slide that goes, it goes straight up and down. So it's like a hybrid type of thing. Okay. So I have one if you want me to grab it. So you're talking about it's got the traditional rotary, but it's bringing it. Yeah. Do you want me to grab it real quick? Yeah, let's see it. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Hold Go on. Go for it. We have an intermission, folks. Maybe I'll sing for you guys. No, I won't sing for you guys. So I grabbed a bunch of stuff here. I got a bunch of shit here. Oh, we're going to get a show today, guys. 
Yeah, man. So um, this is the V6. Ooh, you can dude, see that's here. throwback. That's like know. when I first started doing SMP. That's I think what was uh what they you were know using. who used this? Yeah. Uh, so um, Scalpa. Yeah, yeah. That was his. But this one has a machine inside. If you take it out, it's just a little little machine inside but then it has like a little thing where it kind of like transitions that rotary into like something that goes straight up and down here this is like a slide got you so it goes straight up and down then it has a little spring in there so it kind of gives you the same feeling as a as a traditional tattoo machine something like this where it's like a coils coils and then this is going straight up and down too and it has that little springy feeling to it so i felt comfortable using this um, for traditional tattooing. And then when I started doing SMP, I was using these. Um, I was using these with uh, disposable grips and needles on a bar. I wasn't using cartridges uh, for a, the longest time. Really? I was using needles on a bar. The reason why um, they have these machines, uh, this is the new Bishop, by the way. That's And this is pretty cool. It has these little clicky things. I don't know if you can hear Yeah, that, I got that. I literally have it in my mailbox today. Yeah, this thing's awesome. Um, there are some downfalls to these type of machines. And my biggest gripe with uh, machines like this is this piece here. So, um, yeah, you plug the cartridge in there and they tell you, oh, yeah, that cartridge has like a plasma or whatever that's going to prevent any backflow from coming up. Um I was never, ever comfortable with using one of these machines, trusting that that little needle that's made for what, five cents in China, that that's going to be a hundred percent secure from preventing any backflow from coming up in there. If you take a Q-tip after you tattoo and you go in there, you're going to see pigment in there. And along with that pigment, guess what's in there? Blood, guts, everything. And then would you take that and go, even after wiping it, would you go and tattoo your mom or like your loved one with that? Artists, do you want to ensure your client's SMP procedure looks its absolute very best? Of course you do. That's why here at Scalp Solutions Grooming Company, we developed our SMP aftercare kit. Formulated to be used immediately after your SMP procedure to ensure proper healing and pigment retention, our SMP aftercare products will protect you and your client's S&P investment and keep it looking fresh at all times. So log on to scalpsolutionsny.com forward slash shop and pick up your aftercare kit today. Use discount code SSPODCAST and save 15% off your order. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. I don't know, man. Like if you say no to that or maybe not, then don't do it to your clients. So anyway, let me uh, go back to what I was talking about. Um, so this one here, this is the Bishop. That's the little battery pack that they have too. I'll yeah. take that off. But that's the Bishop wand. And then they have disposable grips that go on there. So as soon as this came out with the disposable grips, that's when I felt comfortable to use a pen. I got you. So you, you, you were using the coils the whole time. I was using this one. Coils with the bars. Oh, that, but with the bars. This is the V6. Yeah. And you could get, I mean, you could put like disposable tubes on there and get a, um, a cartridge. You could use that. It's fine. It's just a little kind of, it doesn't, it's not as good as like using it with one of these. This is awesome. It has a disposable um, grip and then you put the needle into the disposable grip. This part doesn't ever get any dirt in it. Nothing like that. It's like, that's clean. I feel confident using that on people knowing that I'm not going to be 
passing hepatitis or whatever, you know, like gotcha. it, it's just not cool. You gotcha. know, it's, uh, and even, um, Franco, the owner of, uh, Bishop, he went on one time and he was talking about tattooing's dirty little secret. And the dirty little secret was people using these, uh, grips, not autoclavable. They're not, they don't have an autoclave. They're just cold, you know, using cavi or whatever to clean it out. That's not good enough. Like that's not good enough. So you got to get up in there with like a couple of Q-tips and maybe you even soak it. it. You have to take this off and autoclave it. In that's between the only way, That's the only way to kill it. You're not going to kill it by wiping it. That, that's not how it works. Like gotcha. that. Why do you think tattoo shops, all tattoo shops that use tubes, like metal tubes, why do you think they have an autoclave? Because you have to autoclave it. It's not acceptable. I mean, it'd be much when during my apprenticeship, I would have much rather just wipe them down with cavity and put them back in the drawer. I used to have to sit back there with a toothbrush, cleaning all the pigment off, put them in a little ultrasonic first to loosen up all the pigment. Then I would put them in the autoclave, let them cook. And then I'd have to put them back in the drawers of all the tattooers. I would have like tons, like buckets of them things every day that I would have to clean. That sucked, man. I didn't want to do that. That sounds like a pain in the ass. So, So that's what you got for tools and, and some mm-hmm. of the needles that you use. How about for pigment? I know we spoke about pigment. You got your own line, exclusive line. Is is SMP related? It's SMP pigment. Pigment. Let's talk about but that. We can get into that too if you want. But, yeah, um, let's do it. So uh, I just started working with uh, Federico Ferroni. He's the owner of Solid Ink. So I knew him back in the day from Miami Ink. He tattoos. He's an awesome tattooer. Look him up. But um, he started his pigment probably, I don't know, 10, 10, 12 years ago, something like that. But it's called Solid Ink. So I just came out with a set here. Um, and I'm working with him. So I wouldn't say it's my own line. I would call it a collaboration. A like, collaboration. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, but it's, 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 it's dedicated to scalp micropigmentation. Yeah. It's specifically made for SMP. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you here, too. There is no difference between... SMP pigment and tattoo pigment. Can you I'll say tell that, you that right can you, now. Can you, can you say that one more time, please? There is no difference between SMP pigment and regular tattoo pigment. And if you don't believe me, just read the label. Like the label doesn't lie to you. It tells you exactly what's on there for the people who actually put the ingredients on the label. Now, if you're going to, if we're talking about the people who are filling bottles up and, and selling them, then <laughs> not look at the, the ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the source, but I mean, it's all the same. Now, that being said, there are different um, combinations that you can use that would work better for one application than another application. So for example, when I'm tattooing somebody and I'm doing like, you know, background that I want to look like dark and saturated, I'll use a certain type of pigment. If I want to go for a lighter look, like, you know, something that's maybe like, you know, that shade, I might use something different. I might just dilute it. So having the pre-diluted, you know, pigment already set, that's what is different about this pigment than just getting dynamic or, you know, talons or whatever black pigment you want to use. It's the mixture, you know, and Tim Hendricks, he's one of my favorite tattooers. He does black and gray work. He has his own line with solid ink. He didn't reinvent black pigment. Like they haven't reinvented it. There 
they've made the set that he uses. So I remember watching Tim Hendricks and I can't give too much info because he'll kill me, but I remember watching him dilute his pigment and like how many drops you put in this cap filled with water and how many drops you put in that cap he has. And I remember it from like one time I watched him and I remember he's like, what are you looking at? But, uh, <laughs> Stop trying to take my secret. Yeah, man. He'll be like, he'll like hide it, you know, they like pouring it like this. He won't let his client look, you know, he's pretty funny. But um, they have, he has his own kind of like mixture that he uses all the time. So he worked with solid ink and they bottled up his dilution. So it's already set and ready to go. So you don't have to think about it. You don't got to mix it. You don't got to do all that stuff. And that's what I've done with this pretty much. It's like, you got your black and then you got your dark, your medium, your light, and then your ultra light. And it's all the same stuff. It's not like I've reinvented anything. It's just a combination. And it's pre-diluted for you. So, so now explain to us, all right, you now have a client in front of you. And mm -hmm. how do you go about like, so you just look at the skin tone and you already tell yourself, okay, I know this is what I'm going to need. I'm going to need whatever the light black. And that's how you go about it. And if that's not yeah. dark enough, you just move over to the next bottle and create. Another. Yeah. I, I, I eyeball it, you know, like there's no, there's no like scientific method that I have. I'll look at it and I'll be like, all right, you have Fitzpatrick four skin and your hair is dark as hell. I'm using the dark pigment. You know, I'm not going to go solid black on anybody, you know, unless you're like super dark, but um, I'll just eyeball it. And then a lot of times I might go a little too light and then they come back and I'll just up it a little bit. Um, I should be writing stuff down like, oh, I use this on this guy, but I don't. I'm, no. uh, I'm, guilty. Wanna, I'm guilty of that, too. I'll just keep going. I got to make it. You got to make it a little make bit it difficult. difficult for myself. <laughs> so I'll guess like, what did I use on this dude? But, you know, after you tattoo for so long, you kind of like, you know, how stuff is going to heal. You know, like it'll look black when you put it in the skin. It's going to look dark as hell, but you know, it's going to lighten up to a certain point. If you're using like, you know, whatever combination, you know, is going to heal that way. You just have to have confidence that it's going to heal lighter. Right. Right. You know, and you, you spoke earlier, you know, behind the scenes before we mm -hmm. jumped on that there was, you wanted to talk about the, uh, the packaging in the yeah. ink that there was, it's it's specifically packaged the way it is for yeah. a reason. What what is that? Well, Why if you look that? at a bottle, if you look at a bottle of pigment here, um, there's a twisty top. Um, there's really when you when you shake it up, you should have like a paper towel over top. Shake it up, open it with your paper towel, pour it. Um, this should never come in contact with anything uh, when you're pouring it, and then you close it up and you put it wherever you're gonna do. Um, they have these bottles. I don't know if I could show this or not, but I covered the label so nobody gets upset. But well, maybe you can see through there. Uh, they have these glasses. Maybe you hold it like that. You might have to bleep it out, dude. Yeah, hold um, it like that. I ain't getting sued, man. Uh, they have these like glass bottles with these little eyedroppers. And, and it's like, if you think about it, common sense should tell you you're opening up something that is um, sterile inside there. This should be sterile stuff. Now you're taking this out and you have this glass dropper. Now you've exposed everything that's going back into the bottle. You're exposing it to the elements and then you're putting it back in. Who knows what you do if you touch it on a cup or you touch it on whatever, you sneeze on it, your dude breathes on it, whatever. Now you just opened up something that should be um, sterile and then you close it back up. To me, my opinion, there's no reason to recreate something that's been working forever 
and that's the packaging like that so now yeah yeah. in the tat in in the tattoo world and again i say traditional but we know what i mean the the tattoo world are there no uh companies or brands that sell the uh no okay nothing there's not any single manufacturer making pigment in a glass bottle this is the first time i saw this was like when i looked at scalp i'm like that just set me off like what the hell are they using man like is that some special serum that they're using for the scalp and then it took me a while to figure it out i'm like i think i might even bought some and i'm like i put it on a p i'm like this is the same shit man like this is talons or whatever it is that they were filling up with but like this is this is a cool idea if like you know yeah no it's definitely it's definitely marketable i mean i i don't know any difference i've seen all of them like that even the one even what i use now well actually no because what i use i use pigmenta but uh i use you know you use an individual syringe put the pigment in and and then that's it i'm sorry and i'm not gonna bash you but i don't think that that's the way that it should be done now talking about like subjective artwork there's i i said what i had to say about that like there's not right or wrong Right. But when it comes to safety and when it comes to sterilization and all that stuff, I think there's only one way to do it properly. Okay. Having a syringe, having a shot glass mixed with like water, like all that stuff to me is, um, how, how can I say this without being mean? I, I just don't think it's no, cool. Speak, speak like, your mind, like, bro. Like, it, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Like this has been around forever. It works properly. It's not broken. It's pigment inside a plastic bottle with a nice top on it. You don't have to reinvent this to separate yourself from the rest of the world. I know these guys selling pigment are making tons of money. I'm sorry, but now uh, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, This pigment in this bottle is not going to be selling for 200 bucks. I'll tell you that right now. You know, like it's not anything different than if you go to the solidink.com and you look at all that other pigment, it's priced for tattooers to buy like it's not like so what, what would be the retail price on that whole package that you have right there uh this package right here i think it's like 240 or something like these are two ounce bottles so um, you pro- get a crap load gonna be cheaper of clients than out of that it hasn't released yet um but we're gonna do one ounce bottles okay and it's probably gonna be 20 bucks a bottle gotcha. so it ain't gonna be it, it ain't gonna be like uh we're robbing people because we're making that for tattooers. We're making that for people who just like that, the online course that I made, did we talk about that yet? No, no we're going to get to the, uh, okay. The- sorry. I thought we were talking about, it. um, you know, we're, I'm making this pigment. So people who, you know, you're not going to get robbed, like buying this bottle. I'm sorry, guys, buying this for like 80 bucks or whatever that costs, that's robbery. And that that's just, uh, I mean, it's been a good run and all. I'm sure you guys made a bunch of money, but that ain't how it goes, man. Like this pigment here, this thing, I think cost me uh, 20 bucks or something like that. Like normal pigment. Got you. And there's no difference between this and this. There's no difference. You can put a big SMP logo on it if you want. I, I guess what it, what it all boils down to is just branding. I mean, cause you have, you know, you have the, you have a pair of Kanye West sneakers. Those exact same sneakers, without it being Yeezys, probably cost twenty bucks. But since he's got is his it, name on it, it's seven hundred and fifty bucks. Is it branding or is it um, is it uh, uh, being dishonest? Like you're saying, 
if you're saying that this is different than this because oh, this okay, is okay 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 so it's a little bit of um, I, mean, that, I can't think of the english word right now and that's the only language from that, really pers- from that perspective uh, i get what you're no, saying no, not, not bad person but um you're um you're not presenting it accurately you know okay. you're kind of um and i'll think of it well i don't know how I'll, I'll tell you right now i'm not familiar with how uh a lot of these guys sell their ink I don't know if it's mm-hmm. like, oh, mine has this that this one doesn't. I know the pigmenta ink that I'm using from Tony. Mm-hmm. He sent it to me. He was like, try it out. Tell me what yeah. you think. I thought it worked great for me. And that's now that's what I use. I did not. There was no sales pitch behind it. Like he wasn't like, yeah. oh, it's going to do this better than any ink. It's not going to do this. It's not going to. He was like, hey, just try it out. If you like it, let's get it. And I was like, oh, shit. I enjoy. I like the retention I was experiencing. Let me ask you this. What was stopping you from going and getting uh, a bottle of silverback gray wash? That's, Why? But that's what I was using in the beginning was the silverback, silverback right? the gray wash yeah, and, and awesome. dynamic and it's great. Silverback gray wash. And yeah. I looked at it. I, I looked at it. Uh, but then again, at the time, I wasn't as, uh, how can I say, financially astute as I am now. So it was kind of like, yeah. I'll pay $75 for that bottle. Yeah. And at the same time, while at the same time, supporting a friend, you know? No, that's a different story. So I'm, like, I'm looking at it from that perspective as well, too. But had he not approached mm-hmm. me and just said, hey, try this out. Let me know what you think. And and it didn't work. I would have just, I'll stick to my, you know, my, my, my silverback, my, my great yeah. watch, because it's mm-hmm. worked. Even it's though worked. throughout the industry, they've known to take a, a lot of really good proven uh pigment and say oh if you're using that that means you don't know what the hell you're doing Discredit who said that it. who says that tell me who says that bring them on here right now and tell me what the difference i want to know if you're going to say that support it with something what's the difference tell me what it is got you is it so is it the ingredients where on this list of ingredients that's on this bottle what's different so again, I'm 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 not a pigment guy. I know there's some yeah. guys that are really good in when it comes to articulating what's the difference, but yeah. the only thing that I hear is when it comes to the level of metals that are in like that's what can change. Metals like awards? Like <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> I never won an award either. I oh on. shit, Billy, you a wild no, boy, man. Check Sorry, it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, dude, I I don't know the uh, I don't know the science. This is why yeah. I don't get too crazy with it. I I know I know my lane, but from what yeah. I you know I listen. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can buy this pigment over this one because this one has a lesser amount of metals and ions yeah. in it. And, you know, this will do this with the scalp, et cetera, et cetera. Again, it sounds good. And it's like good marketing. Yeah. Right. And when, mm-hmm. when you hear someone saying it with confidence, you go, oh, shit. All right. I, yeah. I want to try that. Something. So now you're telling me that because i said uh, i said metals and you gave me that face like dave <laughs> like, what uh, what is, i thought that's what you were talking about for saying like are you trying to tell me that some dude who won an award knows anyways what i was going to say why don't you get federico on here that dude's like an expert on pigment i'm, I'm like nobody 
this dude knows everything about pigment. You should get him on here. He won't pump his own product that much, but he'll no, talk No, that's about fine. I, I tell you what, why don't you help me facilitate that, bro? I yeah, would I'll love, I would love awesome. to get him on. And it's not, yeah. you know, I'm not coming from a, from a malicious uh, no. perspective. You know, listen, I, I'm all for it. Guys are putting out pigment out there, whatever you want to sell it, do mm -hmm. your thing, you know, make your money. You know, I'm all for capitalism. Get it. But, I don't think a lot of us really have that understanding that we should when yes. it comes to pigment. Like, look yeah. at me. I've been doing this shit for four and a half years, and I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're looking at me like I got three heads. You're no, like, what I didn't the, mean it like that. But I'm what just the saying. hell? Like, you know, what are you talking about? Like, but like, I feel like as artists, we should we should know the the recipe that we're using. We should know the. Yeah. I'm sorry, the ingredients. Yeah. That. Well, I think it's time to be honest too. Like I, I, I do believe that there was a stage in, in SMP where like, there's a lot of money to be made, like with equipment, with needles, yeah. with machine. Like when they used to, I remember with the machine, I saw this machine, I saw a uh, scalpel using it, but they had like the scalpel logo. And I asked, I sent an email, I'm like, Hey, is that the Bishop? And they're like, no, no, that's <laughs> the machine's way different. It's way stronger to puncture the skin of the scalp. I'm like, what the fuck kind of answer is that? Like the scalp is more difficult to puncture than somebody's ass cheek. So now so you're using a specialized piece of equipment to puncture. And then right there and right then and there, I knew like, this is a whole like smoke and mirrors thing so they can sell their products. So machines, pigment, needles, all these things, it's all tattooing, man, no matter if like somebody wants to agree or not, but it's time now to be truthful and, <laughs> and let's be honest. No, no, I agree. And, and I understand, you know, like when we spoke, you were like, you know, Dave, you know, people don't like me. Um, I pissed them <laughs> off because I, uh, I speak the truth and I didn't bring, you know, I didn't bring you on here to, so that we could like try and like blow people up. But I just, yeah. I just think it's important to see the other side you know the the different perspective of yeah. you know of the in, of the industry and, and you know what it uh you know what it really is um yeah so you got the pigments you don't know when they're going to be coming out yet right should be soon should be, be soon? it was supposed to be like 2 weeks ago i'll tell you and what i'm going to tell you a secret hit. i'm going to tell you a secret the first time you posted the picture of it it was either you or david hoffer yeah and Dude, I am not the guy that falls for marketing. I am not him. Like, I don't just see shit and go, oh, I'm going to get it. I looked at the, everything of it, the size, and I was like, I like that. Let me go see if they have it. I'm and I'm like, I was like, where the fuck can I buy these things? I'm not going to set. I'm not, I'm not going to hit them up and be like, because I, I didn't think you were, I didn't know you were going to put it out there like that. So I wanted to be like, yo, send me, like, I want to try this, bro. Like, yeah, I want to see what it is. It's already ready to go. They're in Miami. It's made in Miami. They're ready to go. It's just, I think it's the release time has been a little, maybe, I don't know when this thing's going to air, but uh, maybe when this is released, they're already going to be uh, on the website. Yeah, this will probably gonna, come on probably, you'll probably be like the first or second week of uh, January. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Pretty soon. Bring in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. <laughs> All right. So check this oh, out, Billy. What what is uh what's a one piece of advice that you'd give someone? Actually, you know what? Let's not let's not go with the advice. Yeah. I still have 
some questions for you. Brother. Okay. All okay. right. Hit me. And it's not to continue to make people uncomfortable, but yeah. there are artists that are successful and proficient like yourself mm-hmm. who have not undergone traditional SMP training. And you were very freaking transparent to me about that. Talk to me about your come up, your training. How'd you get your skills in SMP? Oh, uh, did we not already just talk about this? Or no, we, 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 we did that. We, we did that before. Prior. We shouldn't have talked That's, about I that. Know, now it's not going to be, now not. it's not going to be natural, man. Okay. So, um, I, I started tattooing and, and after the, I was on the New York Inc. show. I don't know if you know that or not, but I was on that TV show. After oh. that thing went down, I moved to Vancouver and I hopped around a little bit to some shops and then I ended up opening my own studio, like a private studio. And, you know, here in Vancouver, there's a huge Asian uh, population. So there's lots of permanent makeup, lots of cosmetic tattooing going on. So I thought, you know, in addition to what I'm doing, I'm doing like traditional Japanese stuff, mostly. Um, in addition to that, why not get somebody to come in here and doing some brows or whatever that can make some extra money. So saw this girl, she came in, she's a real popular uh, brow artist. Um, she came in and we chatted about it and it didn't work out. Like she ended up getting her own studio. She did the math and she's like, I'm just going to get my own place. I'm not paying you 30% for whatever. But um, she's like, you know, why don't you do SMP? I'm like, no, and I'm sorry to cut you off. No, that we did. This is like your come up, but you. I'm talking about as far as learning. You didn't do like a three-day oh. training. You learned, you said to me, and I'll, I'll lead, and I'll let you said, Dave, oh. I learned by fucking dudes oh. up. Yeah, man. If any of those people That's what I mean. This, I do have a laser now, so I'll remove it for free, and I'll do it again for free, but I fucked a lot of people's heads up, man. Like, I went in there, so what did I start using? Like, I didn't know exactly what pigment to use. I didn't know how it was going to heal. Um, I didn't have like some techniques that I kind of changed over the years. I didn't really have like a technique. I just thought, well, I'm going to go in there and blast this dude's head out. Like I'm going to fucking jam it in there. And then, uh, yeah, I, I botched a bunch of people's heads. And, at the and then time, I just learned the hard way kind of like, Oh, I'm not going to do that again. But, but at the time there was, there was a such thing as a three days fundamentals training, right? There was training. There was so, training all over the place. Wh- why did you not want to do that? What about that training? Did you feel like I don't need it? Was it just because you know what? I'm a dope tattoo artist. I got. I this. don't think. I don't think I have. I know that I have a lot to learn. I'm not the type of person that thinks I know it all. But when I'm going to learn something, whether it's how to swing a baseball bat or jujitsu or whatever, I'm going to make sure that that person who's teaching me knows more than I do. Like I'm not going to go to a white belt and try to like get my next belt. Like you can't do that. So I looked at people around here training. I'm like, no. (laughs) And for you, it was an easy determination that they weren't proficient because you said you were looking at basic mechanics. Mechanics. Right. So it's like, if you don't have the basic mechanics, how could you possibly teach me this, this, uh, this technique? Yeah. So mechanics, for example, like when you're tattooing and you're right-handed, you should have your tray on the right-hand side. Just that's proper mechanics. You shouldn't be reaching across. And like, I saw some trainer doing that, like they're tattooing somebody's head, reaching across and on their tray, they had their sunglasses and their fucking phone on there. I'm like, I'm not going to like, you're not teaching me anything. 
Like I'm not even going to go in your studio. Like, and that's, I, I found that there was a lot of inexperienced people uh, training and that's great. They made a bunch of money doing it, but um, there wasn't anybody who had the the proper um, skill set to be in a position to train. That's, gotcha. that's my opinion. Gotcha. You know? So you just uh, did a lot of trial and error. I botched some people's heads up and those are my training uh, pupils. <laughs> that's awesome. So, sorry, I appreciate sorry, the transparency. Y'all. You know who, who we, I, so I did the same thing, man. Yeah. I, I was YouTubing it up and it wasn't until yeah. like after my eight or ninth friend that I was like, man, I'm still not getting friends. this. I didn't, I didn't botch them. Here's the deal though. I did not botch them because I was so scared. I was just doing light, light, light. So, you know, it's taking me like about four or five, even six sessions but after, that's that's, that's what, a, sorry to cut you off, but that's also um, if you're timid and you're tattooing and you're doing SMP and you're not you don't have the confidence to use darker pigment or go to the proper depth, then you're going to create a helmet because you're just going to saturate the shit out it. of it with a light pigment, you know, yeah. so that's also. Yeah, well, know, I, I didn't botch anybody, but it was like I'm going to say maybe my eighth or ninth. With my friend. Well, first of all, I was running out of friends that were raising yeah. their hands like, Dave, do this on me. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Maybe it's about that time I make that investment. And then, you know, I went I went, and I, I got it with uh, with Picasso. But, yeah, you know, I did the same oh, thing, yeah? too. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I went with Picasso about four, four and a half years ago. I was like, yeah, I okay. could do this. I'm looking at YouTube. I'm like, this is really not that yeah. difficult. I'm artistically inclined. So I yeah. was like, I'll get it done. But I, I thought it was interesting just to talk about you know, you, you know, your come up when it came to, to training, you know, you didn't, you skipped, yeah. you skipped all that. You went, you went the hard route with, Sorry, with, with, I, you have the, you know, right reasoning, right yeah. reasoning. I'm, not, I'm um, not promoting that though. I'm not promoting. We sh- we shouldn't, no. we shouldn't uh, do it like yeah. that. Some guys definitely seek out someone who has proficient training with a good track record and just get with them. Don't be a YouTube garage yeah. smp uh artist well like, even like i've trained people and then two months later they're training people now and they're oh, the yeah. best in vancouver and like yeah, this one clown is like the most busy artist it's like are you kidding me man like i know there's money to be made that's cool if you want to try to make some money but come on like have just have a little bit of uh like yeah I yeah know. yeah i i i've experienced i've seen i've got guys who ask me very basic fundamental questions yet they're hosting smp uh training and i'm like how yeah it's not right that's that's wrong but uh it's like deception that was the word i was looking for earlier yeah what the pink good good one finally just came to me but um you know i've actually when in doubt i always kind of fall back onto my tattoo background to figure out like okay why did this happen why is this so saturated here like what happened in that process that made that like why did that skin in that spot heal that way and this spot did, and it all goes back to the foundation so i already knew i already knew what i needed to know i just didn't know that i knew it you know if that makes sense yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely so yeah. check this out billy what's one piece of advice that you would give someone who's starting out as an SP artist Ooh, one piece of advice I could go on for days and days. One piece of advice. Um, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I didn't know you were going to spring that question on me. Um, 
I guess, I guess if you're starting out and you're looking to tattoo people's heads and you're going to try to change their lives for the better, I would say make sure that you're ready before you start going out there and, and, you know, just getting all aggressive with it. Um, take your time, uh, do it properly. Like, um, you know, get, and I can't say get proper training because like, I know how trainings go. It's like three days of training and you're off to the races. Um, are you talking about people who like just took a training course and yes, just so, yeah, someone let's, let's say someone who's already, already received their fundamentals training. Yeah. I would say just don't be too aggressive with it. Like take it slow, pick and choose some jobs that you feel like you can really knock out of the park. And if you ever have any doubt about, you know, do you, I think I can accomplish this or can I achieve the results that this person wants? Um, if you feel like any doubt in that at all, then I would say probably don't do it. Um, pick some ones that you can really do a, a, a great job on. Cause it is somebody's head. I know I'm joking around about botching people's heads and everything, but I'm, you know, you're not me. I can do that if I want, um, <laughs> but just, just take it slow because at the end of the day, it's, it's your confidence that you're trying to build up. Like it's nice when you do a good job on something that was a little bit easy and then you kind of start building up the difficulty level a little bit. If you just start out trying to do like, you know, alopecia jobs or something like that, like it's not easy and you're just setting yourself up for disaster. And if I would have taken the same exact advice when I started tattooing, I would have saved myself a lot of trauma, like mental trauma. I, I used to try, I used to challenge myself all the time. And I remember like, I don't know if you know, Ami James, he's the guy who taught me how to tattoo. Yeah. He's a very abrasive individual. Uh, I love him to death, but that dude made my life hell. And I didn't make it any easier for myself because I would have a tattoo. Like it was a walking shop and somebody would come in and be like, Hey, I want this script on my neck or something like that. And I'd be like, all right, I wasn't ready to do it, but I, I was ambitious. Got you. So I didn't have, um, I didn't have that skill to, or that ability to say no. say no, I was constantly trying to challenge myself and it hurt. Like it hurt me. It, it can hurt your career. It can hurt your like emotions. Like you look at a picture and you did one, you fucked up, man, that hurts, you know? Yeah, so yeah. say it's, my it's advice would be save yourself that pain and, take it nice and slow and take jobs that you feel like you can accomplish. Awesome. Outstanding. Great advice. Yeah. And now do you offer training, Billy? I do. I, um, I, I kind of created like a little hybrid situation going on now. So, um, after training people for, I don't know, I've been doing it like six years or so training five, six years. Um, I was taking a lot of newbies coming in and trying to bust them out in three days. I still do one-on-one -on -one training, but I'm trying to focus more on, training for tattooers uh, people who are in my situation who are trying to get into the tat, uh, to SMP game who are already tattooing. Okay. So I had a, I had people who taught me how to tattoo like guys in Miami, like, Hey man, like what, what needle are you using? What pigment, all, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I thought, you know, I'm going to just put a little video together and I'm going to send it to some of my friends and, and just kind of put them on to SMP. Cause why not? They put me on to, to tattooing. So give back a little bit. And then I figured, you know, there's a real demand for this. So I shot this like online course. I have like all types of models and, uh, you know, male pattern baldness, female thinning scars, like all types of stuff. And then I just, uh, I put it online. So it's, it's there for online 
And that's geared for like people who are already doing S and P who kind of don't get it or people who are permanent makeup artists who know how to use the machine, but they just don't know the concept um, or tattooers, people who know how to tattoo. They have the whole setup. They just want to kind of offer this ancillary service. That's going to, you know, help them put some money in their pocket and also help people feel better about themselves. Gotcha. So, so now it wouldn't necessarily be, let's say I'm a hunt. I, I'm, I have no S and P experience at all. No training mm-hmm. would your online training, I wouldn't be a candidate for that. I think, so this is, I, I, when I first made it, I was like, oh, it's for experienced people. But then after I watched it a couple of times, I'm like, you know, this would be really beneficial for somebody who's thinking about doing some training. Like if you had no training whatsoever and you're like, I want to know what's up with SNP. Well, this would be a good way to get started. Um, Got you. Look good. at the whole course. I talk a lot, probably a lot of it's going to go right over your head but there's a lot that you'll be able to kind of get exposed to. So I do offer um, like in-person training, but anybody who's coming in in-person training, I always ask them to watch this course first. I think it's like 30 hours and it's some of it's kind of boring, I guess, cause I'm doing dots on people's heads, you know, but uh, it, you'll learn, you'll learn the mechanics. I talk a lot about mechanics and the basics of like, you know, just taking care of your equipment, cleaning off your needle, what pigment to use, how to like treat people with aftercare and positioning the client. Um, little things like putting a drape sheet over the bed. Like I see people tattooing heads with no protection of their equipment. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Some, sometimes even path. without gloves, I've been seeing oh, man. gloves. Everything. I'm like, how the, how the hell, man? Well, yeah. So this course, um, I originally made it for just the experience, but I've been encouraging people who are going to take training in the future, whether it's from me or somebody else. I think it's very beneficial to have that. And then after you do your training, you can always kind of refer back to it. Got you. And what what's the what that goes for that training? Uh, right now it's at 997 USD, but I was thinking about making it a little more expensive. I don't know. I don't know what I should do, man. I put a lot of time. It took me like six months to make that. Yeah, I was going to say, I know that that's a difficult, uh, that's a it was tough, tough task. And I did it all myself too. So I had three cameras. I had like one overhead, one behind and one wide. I was getting up, like turning them on. I took my gloves off though. I turned them on. I recorded everything. I had the audio. I edited everything. It took me months and months and months, man. Damn. So. I'm happy. It's not like the most like awesome production. I'm sure if I would have hired somebody, they could have probably made it a lot better. Um, but the content is there. Like the meat is there. Just the all the fancy shit is not the not the, fan, not the fan. That's all right. Listen, yeah. it's the con- content that matters. Oh, you, you know what? Some yeah. people like that. You know, they would have expected you to drop a little. You know, some sparkling dust maybe on yourself as you were talking. Know, about the- I mean, I'm trying to keep it simple, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, brother. Um, so, Billy, before we wrap things up, brother, mm-hmm. let the uh, listeners and the viewers know where they could get in contact with you and where they can find you. Okay, so I'm in Vancouver. Um, my studio is called Studio Kiku. Um, the online training course is uh, learnsmp.com. Um, that's where you can find the online training at learnsmp.com. Um, my studio, the one I do like laser removal, I do SMP and tattooing and all that stuff is at studio Kiku. Um, and you could just look that up anywhere. Studio Kiku.com. 
And then of course I have like my personal website. I don't even know if that thing's up now or whatever, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's just my name, Billy Decola. And, um, you could also find me on Instagram, Billy Decola. You know, I try to like, I get too into the social media stuff, but you gotta hey, do it for you business. Gotta, you so. gotta do it, brother. No, but it's tiring, man. Oh, trust me. I know. Oh, my real life is so much more interesting than that online crap dude you know, i got like, three accounts that i'm managing myself well well now three yeah yeah it's a pain in the ass oh, yeah. but we got to do it to survive yeah for sure and then you know like when covid all kicks down and whatever like i usually go to some tattoo conventions um i don't really go to smp conventions i haven't been to any i'm not saying i wouldn't go but I haven't really been to any of those, but there's a few um, like tattoo conventions that I like to go to. I always do the Toronto show. I do the Calgary show. There's some down like the golden state ones. Cool. Like there's a bunch of different ones that are, that I'd like to get back out there and do. Um, but for is, right now, is there a reason like for the yes, is it just cause you haven't made it out there or is it because you don't see value in it? Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, that's a, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't really see value in like, I mean, I don't see much value in going to a convention that's just based on this very narrow type of tattooing. Okay. I feel like SMP is so narrow. Um, I like to go to tattoo conventions where I can hang out with all my friends, um, tattoo some people, um, go party and like hang out. Like you guys party at these conventions? We party, we hang out. Oh, I actually had a blast. I'm going to tell you, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. So I was invited to the Golden State tattoo yeah. and the New York Empire State one. Mm -hmm. The after parties, the regular meetups, I had just as much fun. I understand oh. it's very niche. It's very niche. Yeah. Okay. But to put a face to, you know, the characters yeah. behind the, I enjoyed myself. I like it. You know what I mean? That's cool. I think. I think it, it wasn't a, it's not a sales driven. Uh, okay. Event. Maybe I just had the wrong picture. Perce in my you got head. the like, wrong perception of it. Yeah. It's not like you show yeah. up, Hey, buy this needle. You know, there were vendors there and they're giving away their stuff, but it's yeah. not like, Hey, buy this, buy this. It's, it's very much more so uh, networking and then just relaying okay. information. Cause you know, some of us, we've been doing this for some time and we don't yeah. know, you know what, maybe they can yeah. have you one day talking about, pigment and the the real difference you know like that's the kind yeah. of if people want to hear it you know I, I feel like i'll probably get a bunch more haters now after this thing airs but whatever like you can hate me all you want i don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> don't don't hate me guys listen i just i i gave him a platform I mean, this to talk no we should hate anybody listen we are entitled uh, to have our own okay. opinions that's the beauty of all yes. of this um, doesn't necessarily mean we're disagreeing and saying what other people are doing because, listen, it's art. That's what we do. Art is subjective. We're allowed to have, you know, our own uh, our own opinions. Um, yeah. But if, at the end of the day, it's all fun and we're all making, yeah. you know. And, and this is why, to, to piggyback on the, these uh, conventions are great for that because yeah. someone's going to listen to this podcast today mm -hmm. and they're going to mother F you. They're probably going to mother F me, but then they'll meet me yeah. maybe in Mexico, maybe in Vegas. And they're going to go, oh, shit, he's actually a pretty cool dude. Bought me a beer. He's funny. We yeah. actually have a whole lot in common. We don't agree on a lot of S&P shit, but oh, come on. It's we have a lot in common. You know, like that's just how it that's how it works. That's how it goes. I don't take anything like everything that we talked about. 
I don't take it personally. I just think, you know, it's a, it's a trade. It's like, if we're talking about baseball, like I played baseball my whole life. I played football. Like if we're going to talk about sports and I'm telling you, Hey, like you're holding your hands wrong or you're like, you're stepping too much. It's like, I don't take that personally. I just think, you it's know, constructive criticism. About, yeah. We're talking about mechanics. Um, yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I have pretty thick skin. Like I'm not going to get my feelings hurt. If somebody has some feedback and wants to tell me I'm wrong about something awesome, like good for you. I'll listen to you. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll say I'm wrong. Got you. Awesome. Yeah, Billy, my brother, yeah. I appreciate yeah. you taking yeah. out some time and jumping on the podcast yeah. and, uh, chopping sure. it up with me, brother. Yeah. Thanks a lot. It's been fun. I, you know what it's been, I've known you like, online for so long but i never actually had the yeah, chance we to never chopped it up man and you're not nearly as bad as i thought you were you man. See, neither neither you man <laughs> everything everything i heard about you is nearly is nowhere near as <laughs> awesome man thank you so much for having me i appreciate it no i appreciate you my brother thank you um all right. So yeah, man. Hey, guys, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the scalp solutions podcast until the next time peace Hallelujah.